Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Ah, uh, yes, it's a Saturday. Don't we love that? And there's a few people up and about. One bloke has just finished his amazing stint with the Commonwealth Games. The other bloke, well, he's blue and gold. has got the job done last night. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to tow. You can call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 As you know, Alex Asil puts in hours and hours and hours to get this run down, and we don't pay any of attention to it. <laughs> you text in, you call in, we get distracted, we go with you. Tweet us at 1170SEN is a way to do that. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network. I feel like I'm in a rugby league sheds here. There's tape. What the hell is tape? What? Rugby league tape doing in here. It's all over my feet. But anyway, we welcome our listeners across the SEN network, including 1170SEN in Sydney, 693SENQ in Queensland, and 16.20am SEN on the Gold Coast, as well as those listening via the SEN app. And through the podcast, belatedly, we welcome you. Adrian Prasenko, he is the Sydney Morning Herald Chief Rugby League Reporter, two-time Walkley Award winner, seven days from doing a job on himself, six days from having a major hangover, I would have thought. Adrian Prasenko, how are you? Very well. I wasn't very well on Sunday morning. I was uh, walking to the scrum very slowly. Oh. I wasn't in a rush. Wait, what break. happened? I missed this. No, so on Saturday night, we celebrated my wife's birthday. Yeah. Mm. And to do so, we had a wine consultant come in. Oh, and the whole yeah, idea yeah, was right. that we'd be, you know, taste, we'd be going around the world. He'd take us on a journey. So we were going to Sip Argentina. Yeah. Oh, there was no spittoon. <laughs> 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 there, was no, there was no spitting. There was <laughs> Just so guzzling. Was, you know, you know, we'd go to a bit, a bit of uh, Argentinian Malbec yeah, and then we'd so go cool. to Italy and yeah, France yeah. or whatever wow. else. Love that. Which is fantastic. And mm. late in the night, it was um, the last thing I remember was, uh, you know, having cigars at about 3 a.m. Oh. A big, dirty stogie, uh, oh, yeah. Rocky Patel, which, yeah. So you went around the world tour with wine and ended yeah. up in Cuba yeah. at the end of the night. <laughs> That's right. Well, he had the wine consultant April on the sun. Saturday. Yeah. Yes. And you needed a life consultant oh. on the Sunday. The worst thing was I had to get my son to uh, soccer early the oh, next yucky. day as oh, well. Yuck. He got, he got room five one. Oh. And it was, a, it was a long day having to clean up sort of after that. Why so. is a wine hangover different? They, they hurt me, yeah, wine hangovers. 100%. It's something in the grapes. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing is, so this is a trap. And by the way, Red James wine. Magnuson, good afternoon to you. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've ascertained that. I was only thinking this week, whenever the following day, 24 hours becomes about 37, yeah. which means a major hangover and the clock for some reason starts to go real slow. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. And I think because you start on the beers yeah. and you maintain the same pace with the wine. That's what yeah. I reckon it is. There's something in a grape that flicks me as well and makes oh, me silly. Yep. I get silly drunk yep. on wine. Yep. Um, yep. My, my missus gets very annoyed with me because I start, you know, being a bit uh, rough with other guys, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> wrestling and jumping around and being loud. So, yep. wine. And the preservatives in it as well and yep. all that sort of stuff. And especially because you don't just do one wine, like you go through the whole spectrum as well. So, you oh, start yeah. with the whites and then you've... Then you've oh, so you're rose, mixing you oh, rosés, and, and then you get the oh, you know, I can you, feel you the headache. Cab Sav Merlot, the whole thing, and oh, Rashid, was that a surprise party? 
No, no, it was. It, it had been planned. It's a pretty for good a while. present, though. That's a good present. Yeah. So it was like it was. As I said, it, it started off very sophisticated. The wine and cheese <laughs> and all that. And by the end of it, we're all tipped beyond the horizontal. Turned so. rugby league drunk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always the bell curve, right? So yeah. Yeah. there's a majority of the party might have left around midnight. But yeah, that's a, about right. Yeah. And there's about one and or two was, stick right there on. There were about three strugglers that were having yeah. Rocky Patels yeah. and, and just, you know, cursing me the next day. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. Gee, we've all been there that next day. Well, you haven't yet got children, Missile, but oh. no. Gee, when you've got commitments with children the day after a big night out, it is just acupuncture to the eyeballs. No good. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, how hard is it, Adrian? It's it's just another alarm clock, isn't yeah. it? Because they've got things that you've got to take them to, either to school or to yeah. some sport. Or oh, it's just. And if they're bringing the energy oh. and you're not. Oh. So oh. you fast forward like 3 a.m. when he's having the, the Cuban cigar and life, <laughs> like, <laughs> life is just, you're on top of the oh, world. Yeah. You've got all the answers in life. Yeah. yeah. And then that alarm goes off. And the head noise just comes gushing in, doesn't it? It was, yeah. it was a bit like it was. It was like uh, the missile. Like I, I saw that uh, photo of him inverted, shirtless. That was us at about three. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, that's uh, the best. That's <laughs> the ideal time to, to drop a positive rat test. I reckon to say I'm out of action. How are you, uh, Maestro? Um, I don't know what day it is, yeah. Joel. It's yeah. been just nonstop. You just get your head down in these games, and it's. Funnier for this one because no one else has their head down mm. for these games. It's sort of like this fun thing that maybe you flick on for an hour. Yeah. Whereas I'm taking it intensely and writing notes and figuring yeah. out who's playing each other in the lawn bowls, yeah. um, which has been a, a highlight of the week. Yeah. We've we've ended up last night, Joel. So swimming's over. I'm yes. on, on the Kong Games expert. Yes, and s- swimming's over. So out of my comfort zone. Mm. And last night the athletics finished quite early. So we're into badminton, uh, what else? Beach volleyball Beach in a car park in Birmingham. Yeah. Oh. Um, we're getting into some weird areas. Yeah. So it pretty much turned into four hours of village and after-party stories <laughs> on air. <laughs> 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 and, and Alex gets all the uncut versions uh, So where did you guys well. finish up? We finished up at 11. Last um, night? Yeah, mm. yeah. And then I was I was sort of home in bed by 12-ish, mm. up at 5 a.m. to open mm. open the gym today. Oh, was, was today, the, oh, today yeah, was the opening public day. opening. Yeah, so I've come from the, the Congratulations. gym Congratulations. Yeah. How'd it, it go? Good fun. Yeah, really good fun. Yeah. Good vibes, good people. Um, had a lot of fun. So Well done, mate. Thank you. Well done. Uh, the entrepreneur over here. Mm. Uh, so there you go. Plenty to talk about. We have a stack to talk about. But as we like to do, you lead the charge. 0457 736 736. Cameron Munster was awesome yesterday. Uh, Parramatta, they bounced back. It was very, very pleasing for Jacob Arthur, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that game was there to be won. Mm. Um, and you would have thought that without Mitchell Moses, you know, up against DCE, especially when they had a lead early in the second half, I just felt Manly would get it, uh, go on with it. But, you know, when they brought the, the props back, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Polo, I was, I was screaming at the TV, it's like, because they gave him a big rest, Junior. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are we waiting for until we're like 30 behind? Like, but as soon as they came on, they started to dominate, uh, made metres up the middle and, you know, they were just too good. Miss, I'm going to make a grand statement here. Mm. I believe that the game is as well placed as ever to have a team outside the four win the call. Oh yeah. As ever. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you're going to have you're going to have teams like the Roosters charging if they don't make the four. Yeah. Parramatta who's got two scalps over Penrith. South, South with Latrell sprouting yeah. wings. 
maybe a Canberra sneak in. Uh, it's, I just got a feeling that there's a big chance this year that we could see a, an outside top four team go very close. Well, it seems like at the exact same time as some of those sides in the bottom half of the top eight have caught caught light, some of the teams in that top four have kind of fallen out of form. So at the same time as Melbourne has dropped off a bit, uh, Penrith have lost their halves. Cowboys haven't looked great the last couple of weeks, and now Broncos have dropped out of that four. The same time as that's happened, the Roosters have caught a light, yeah. Souths have caught a light, and Parra have had a couple of massive wins. So it's exciting. As, as a fan who's not going to have a team in the top eight, <laughs> yeah. it's exciting now to watch because I'm not, I'm not certain that Penrith will win. There was a real inevitability last year about what was going to happen. Yeah, big there. time. Yeah. Like, like, and, it, and it killed interest off very yep. early. And there were a lot of dead games too. Like the, the eight was pretty cut and dried except for, for that sort of last spot till, till quite late in, in the piece. So, yeah, it's good, good times to be a, a rugby league fan. And the shape of the ladder, you're not going to have Deadwood. There's not going to no. be if, – if somebody turns into cannon fodder, they're not going to make it. Yeah. There's going to be a yeah. team on a run like a Canberra who who would have gone in with eight straight wins or something. There's not going to be a cannon fodder team, I don't believe, in this competition for the finals. The Roosters are looking really good, aren't they? Yeah. Like it, it just feels like – I always thought that they, they timed their run really well and it's happened a little bit later than – Probably everyone expected, but they're just they're starting to get it all together. I wouldn't be surprised if Roosters were in the grand final at all. Well, that just was... the last couple of weeks, it started to click. That's the first time I've seen uh, Kiri, Walker, and Radley play well together. Mm. Lindsay Collins to come back. Yeah, they've always looked awkward, but the other day it just started clicking and done, dangerous. done, done. And the whisperer is back. Oh, the, the whisperer. whisperer. Do you reckon Bradley, he's been there all along Charles and he just Stubbs. doesn't like the media when they're losing? So he just pops up. I've never seen him say, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're in a slump and the whisperer is going to get them out. No. It's, no. We've won three games on the trot. Now the whisperer has appeared. Uh, a few weeks ago, he was spotted in the coach's box and um, it was, no, no coincidence. He was just in town. There's nothing to it. And all of a sudden, yeah. they started on their winning run. Yeah. And, Who's, and, whose ears the whisperer in? Who wrote the story about the whisperer? Oh, that's a very good point. He's in someone's yeah, ear. Yeah, 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 he yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done a few stories with the Whisperer. Yeah, what's he like? Oh, like it, really out there, but yeah. in a good way. Like just yeah, looks yeah. at things totally differently. And you sort of think, well, oh, it must be, there's, there's something in it or whatever else. But every, almost every team that he's been with has had success at some stage. Yeah, yeah. And some of the things that he, he does are, are well out of the box. So well I've, the I've box. got my own Whisperer. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, we right. Had, we've had him on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? He stays a lot more low key than that whisperer. Yeah, but it's John Novak. So he's at the oh, Seagulls now, and he's guy. he's followed Des around, and wherever Des has gone, yep. you know, he gets the the plaudits for the success. But John's been there with him, and I've been speaking with John in this past week, and he's had probably the busiest time of his career because he's trying to mend a change room yeah. at the moment. Yeah, that's right. So he's, with his job as the head of mindset and, you know, team morale, basically, he's been the busiest man in Sydney. He's he's terrific. And he, you know, his, his whole concept is the boomerang effect yeah. as well. And Put I've, out I've positivity, get it back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it's, I'm really fascinated by these sort of Svengali figures that are in the game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the whisperers and gurus. Another yeah. one is, um, you know, Joe Weeby. So I, he's actually... It's interesting because he has sort of aligned himself with the management group as well. So mm. a lot of players have started to come on board, like uh, Tedesco's and Daily Cherry Evans. Yeah, but he's another one that um, you know has 
got this effect on guys. Yeah. And... John was good, wasn't he? When oh, he came yeah. On? So I was going to say, John came on, and I'm probably more John, and each to their own. And this is what makes this world so beautiful. Yeah. So many very different views. Bradley Stubbs clearly has what he does for some people clearly works, and the evidence yeah. is there. I don't one bit buy into it personally. If I was a player, yeah. I don't personally buy into it. And I thought to myself, having sort of uh, known Trent Robinson when he was a bit younger and how sharp he is, I don't even know if he would buy into it. But that's how smart Trent Robinson is. It's not actually about whether he buys into it or he doesn't. The players. Yes. So if he believes that the playing group buys into it, and I actually think that's – see, this is where he's probably such a genius is because I don't believe in it, I probably wouldn't expose it to my group. And I'm not saying he doesn't believe in it, but – my guess is he may not, but he goes, okay, it doesn't matter if I believe in it. Yep. If my team yeah. believe into it, we're game on. It's all you need. It's all you need. Yeah. Because I remember speaking to John Novak and I said, what was it like? So you've, you've got gone up and approached Des and this is a really interesting guy. Like he was literally on aerobics Oz style yeah. in the uh, 90s. Yeah, yeah. So he fought Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, and he fought Dolph Lundgren and beat him at, at mixed martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <he laughs> it's actually, a wild story. It's, it's an unbelievable yeah. guy. And I said, so you go up to Des Hasler and you introduce yourself and you, like Des doesn't suffer fools, right? Like yeah. he's, you've got to mm. come and, and, you know, impress him straight away. And I said, what, what was the, what was your first sentence? What did you say to him? And he's rocked up and he said, what we have in common, Des, is that every athlete we've worked with needs an intense application to detail. Wow. And Des said, you're my man. And he was already talking Des's language and, yeah. He, yeah. and he'd obviously done his research and knew who we, you know. What Des was all about. I, so. I wouldn't be surprised. He he didn't say this to me. So he he writes most of Des's speeches, half time, yep. full time, positive result, negative result. He's the guy that writes Des's speeches to keep the players in the right frame of mind. When yep. Des came out and did that press oh. conference the other day, I was watching it and I was going, I wouldn't be surprised here. There's a fingerprints bit of, all over yeah, it. Yeah, I In- think so. Incorrect. Yep. So the guy who actually wrote that speech really is Dirk Milton. So he's the right. former Sydney FC chief executive. Uh, he was well, Todd big. Greenberg's right-hand man uh, yeah. when he was at the Bulldogs. So Dirk's a really interesting guy. He's worked with the New South Wales Rugby League ag- again, um, suffers from, you know, has autism, really great thinker, has done a PhD. And Des has done a couple of big speeches. And one of them was around Adam Fanua Blake when he, you know, said that, mm. you know, called someone yeah, a, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the R word. And, and Des came out and he, he gave a really interesting in-depth speech. Yeah. So Dirk Milton wrote that. And as soon wow. as as soon as soon Des started speaking about the, the latest issue about the Manly 7 and the Pride jersey, within about 20 seconds, I turned to someone and said, Dirk Milton has written this. Yeah, wow. And, tried, and he actually, he wrote every part of that speech except the reference to himself because he talked about, you know, someone who's yes. a, a friend of mine who's got autism and, and you know, um, talking about his neurodiversity. Wow. Yes. And and I rang Dirk and I said, mate, that was you, wasn't it? He said, yeah, it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so Isn't I Isn't that smart from Des? Smart to, from him. To, yeah, yeah. Smart from Adrian, 100%. Yep. But smart from Des yep. to kind of have the foresight that, I need help on this. Yep. Not many coaches would do that. Not many at all. They'd be too proud. Yep. Uh, they'd think they could handle that situation themselves. And De- I thought Des came out of that looking pretty damn good. That, yep. That's where I like, I can come up with some great ideas around the game and all those sorts of things, as a lot of people can. But I don't have that ability like a Des or a Robbo to let go. 
you know, I'd have to almost micromanage the whole thing. I reckon, yeah. you know, being able to just go, no, that's not my forte and you do this and, and Wayne seems to do that good and Craig seems to do that good and I think people in business full stop who are, you've got to let go and just trust yeah. in other people, don't you? The, the, yeah. the best managers are the ones who aren't afraid to have really smart men around them, yep. and mm. men and women. Like they want, they're not um, intimidated by them. They're nah. not going to like white at me for the job. Like the more resources that you have that are you know, capable, the better the result for everyone. They make everyone look better. Yep. Who Who is uh, Dez's assistant coach? Is it, Has there been a one consistent person? The, in the uh, There's a guy who's really highly rated there called Stephen Hales. Yeah. So for a lot of years, he looked after Blacktown. Yeah. And a lot of the young guys that have come through have come through under him. Yeah. Ex uh, school teacher at one of the sports highs, wasn't Westfield, he? Westfields, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, the feeling is with, with some, and, and Bozo was a big supporter of, of Hales's and basically said, like, when Des is ready to move on, whenever that will be, this is the guy that you want. Yeah. Just Which, watching the other night, uh, Manly, do you have any mail on Josh Schuster? Well, I think that's that that's become a bit of a strange. Well, 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 Joey, Joey spoke about it. Uh, he's always been very glowing in his praise in terms of his ability and talent. But, you know, just recently he said, like, he's got to get fitter. Like, like yeah. and that's, that's obviously the one thing that's holding him back. Yeah. Um, because he's got all the skills. The feeling is that when Kieran Foran leaves, he's going to play alongside Daly Cherry Evans in the halves. But, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty but harsh wake-up call. But he'd have to shed, if, what, 10 kilos to play in the halves plus? Yeah, but even look, to be, to be honest, I, I've rugby league can fall in love with a player really quickly, and I'm happy to say, and it's not potting Schuster. I've never been on the Schuster bandwagon. Okay. I just, I, I just, I haven't yet seen it to be honest. Yeah, you know, like yeah, he can do a flick pass and you know, a no looker. Oh, they, they they fell in love with Lomax for the same thing. Yeah, you, you got to keep turning up, and and the thing that I question is, is those players which maybe he has been in this situation. They've dominated the juniors their whole life. They've yeah. never really – you, maybe you see it with Fafita. You, you, you've never had to really rip in for 80 minutes yeah. a game. And, you know, it takes a long time to develop these principles. And I just wonder whether sometimes it is who you are. Like, are we ever going to see Fafita playing big minutes and, and chasing after every one percenter? And are we, we going to do the same with Schuster? I'm not personally certain of that. So you think it's a big gamble letting foreign go? Uh no, no, not a big gamble letting him go, but I'm not locking him in with a Yeah, there's a another young pen. half at Manly, isn't there? He, he's he's the main He's, he's the main, the main. Guy. Yeah, mm. I, I think he can be anything, but it's obviously, you know, how he turns up and what sort of a pre-season he has next next year. But yeah. I, I think he's got all the skills. He's, he's shown, he's, you know, glimpses of his talent. Like, he has dominated junior grades, and there are a lot of clubs that wanted to, to get him when he was on the market. I've always thought, as an athlete, and, you know, it's, it's different in rugby league for different positions, but your, uh, your physical, um, the, the shape you're in, that, that you present yourself in, is a big reflection on your attitude towards your sport, in my opinion. Yeah. If you're training, like Schuster would be training, what, 20 hours a week? Yeah. You've, you've, you're, we're in round 22. He's been training 20 hours a week now. I know he had an injury pre-season, but if you can't get in shape training that much, mm. having that many support staff around you. Diet, all this, all everything. I think it shows a lack of commitment to what you're doing. Totally agree. And, and, and we've seen with, uh, and Bryce Cartwright's trying to do his best at Parramatta. 
But he's another one who, who starred through the juniors for feeder Schuster. And it's not a shot on them, and it's not their fault that they were so good as kids. Owen Craigie, you know, like mm. Royston Lightning was one of the greatest kids ever to come through, you know, but sadly we didn't see the very best of him. Sometimes being so, so gifted and so dominant as a kid, I think it actually comes back to, to haunt you a little bit as you get older. Whereas in your sport, James, mm. there's no hiding. It, there's no uh, discretionary comments as far as the time's a time. Yeah, it's very objective. And, and if your time starts to regress, you quickly know that, okay, there's yeah. no one picking teams here who I need to endear. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's just what it's it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You would think too that if there's a system that Schuster's going to be successful in, it would be Manly. You've got Des Hasler, you've got Donny Singe, you've yeah. got um, John Novak and yeah. all the resources that we've just talked about. Yeah. So you would think that like, they wouldn't, they would fog him into shape, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. I know John's been working with him a lot. Um, he's definitely a work in progress though. I think attitude is a big thing there. Well, clearly Des is showing that the fact that he's not, yeah. uh, and, and it's not a pile on for, for Schuster. I, I just think typically with those kids who are so dominant, yeah. uh, I went and watched the under 12s state, uh, trials and there was a young kid who was the best kid there and he was bigger than everyone else. Mm. But he was, you could see the kid was a worker, you know, like he, he, yes, he had the advantage in the, in the physical attributes, but he was still that 1% worker. So that's going to stay with that kid probably forever. And and I won't say his name to put the pressure on him, but I've got absolutely no doubt we end up seeing this kid. No doubt. That's been the impressive thing. I think about Suwali, particularly this past Mm. couple of months is he does the tough stuff, which to look at him, you'd think, ah, maybe he's, you know, a bit of a pretty boy and we'll you know, shirk some of that tougher workload, but he does the toughest carries. He puts the solidest hits on the biggest players. He's everything that, that Roosters could want him to be. Heaps of text coming through, boys. Um, this one from uh, Joel Schuster is another Fletty Mateo. Uh, needs a good team around him to cover his mistakes. John from the entrance. Well, Fletty was a, a young gun coming through. Yeah, and, and don't but, get me wrong, they can at their very best, um, these type of gifted kids who come through, uh, they can certainly fall, hit their straps, as Felipe Matteo did. The, the other one, um, Sugar, they reckon that – so a lot of those guys went to Westfield Sports High, so Jared Hayne, Felipe Matteo, I think, was there. Um, they reckon the best out of all of them was Christian Inu. Really? Like that he oh, would yeah, just, I've heard that. He would, yeah. just, he would rock up, say it was a school athletics carnival day. He literally didn't have the proper shoes on or whatever else, and one of the teachers would egg him on and go, mate, just have a go. And he'd do it just – put it, someone else's shoes on and like win the high jump by, yeah. you know, 10 centimetres. And, yeah. and like physically in terms of skill, all of the, the whole package talent, he was, he was better than Hayne or anyone. Well, wow. and, th- and that's the story that that's what comes through. And that's what I say with my kids, um, not just my kids, but kids I coach, et cetera, that making rep teams doesn't make or break you, whether you miss or even if you get yeah. picked in these teams. We had a big thing in swimming was the early developer because it's pure physicality. Yeah. Yeah. So the early developer kicks on really well. So I remember coming down to Sydney for my first nationals. I think I was 14 and uh, swam the heat and uh, made it into the final. One of these guys in the heat, he's got all this stubble on his face and he's got a hairy chest. Yeah. And I go back and say to mum and dad, this bloke I was just racing had a hairy chest. Then he comes back for the final that night, shaved down, no chest hair, no face hair, smashes everyone. Absolutely dominates. And of course, you know, he's the next Thorpey or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Never, never saw of him after sort of 16, 17, because as everyone became the same size, his work ethic didn't match those smaller guys that have been plugging away, trying to keep up with him. That's right. And when everyone evened up in size, 
he was no longer anywhere to be seen. And, and that's why Swaley's so impressive because physically he developed so much young uh, earlier than all of the other kids. Yep. Um, so it's, it was men, men versus boys stuff, like playing, yep. you know, GPS rugby. But he has continued on. And as you said, all of the what he does defensively, off the ball, loves the tough carry. Yeah. So he's, he's maximising all of his talent. I've shared this story many, many times where playing at Port Macquarie Sharks, yep. we would play the Taree Red Rovers. And they had yep. three star kids, you know, really, really good players <laughs> and early developers, right? So yep. that, they would beat us in the grand final typically. And there was another kid. I remember Barry Sprague, who was the coach of our team, but also coach of, and I vividly remember where I was at the time, he was picking the um, the group three team. Yeah, okay. And, and we weren't a strong team. I played with Clint Sprague. I wonder if it was... Probably. Yeah, yeah probably probably a relative, but yeah. uh, Barry Sprague. Yeah. And he's picking the rep team, and I'm the halfback and captain, right? Yeah. And he said, oh, I've got one more spot. Who do we go? And I said, I reckon the young sort of centre at Taree is worth putting in, you know. So he puts him on the bench, and this is under 16s, right? Yeah. And so this kid, therefore, I've mentioned the top three for Tari Red Rovers. He's, He's not, not in the not top in three. Yeah. Danny Badiris couldn't even be in the top. Well, well, when I say couldn't be, perceptionally for all of us anyway, yeah, yeah. there were three other kids that we were petrified of. No mention of Danny Badiris. Yeah, yeah. Sneaks into our group three team at under 16s. Yeah. And ends up having a better career than well, one of the great careers in yeah. New South Wales and Australia. Yeah. You wow. know, so it's just. Is he a small kid? Yeah. Skinny? Uh, yeah. Just, just. Average, a little yeah. bit low, but average yeah. perhaps. Uh, plenty of text messages coming through. We'll get to those as well. Um, well, uh, this one, Daz says, uh, does Bradman Best fall in the same category? Well, p- potentially. That, that's potentially uh, definitely uh, uh, something you need to keep an eye on uh, for those players who have made it on sheer uh, athleticism and not necessarily having to work hard all the time. Yes, that can absolutely be a, uh, a concern there. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Caitlin Ponga would have been one of those guys who's just, yeah, you hate, he's good at everything. Yep. Like a golf, AFL, yeah. you know, swimming, yep. running, athletics, rugby. Could have done absolutely anything. Like, he's obviously kicked on and, and made the most of all of that incredible talent. But you also see kids like that. Just because you dominate doesn't mean you're not going to make it. There are, are some kids, there's a kid I'm seeing coming through at the moment. I, I won't embarrass. He's, he, he, for me, is an absolute certain first grader. He's such a competitor. He's clearly the best player, yeah. but he's such a competitor. Yeah. You know, like he's got to be in every play. And I reckon Kayla might have been one of those kids too. Yeah. Absolute star, but absolute competitor. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. This is Saturday crunch time. Uh, crunch time back tomorrow as well. So to the team at Hello Sport from midday, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to tow. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.